every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students, to belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, a ministry of 1-8 Catalyst, where we are pursuing the completion of the Great Commission worldwide. To learn more about our work or to listen to previous episodes, please visit our website at 1-8, spelled out in word form, catalyst.org. That's 1-8-catalyst.org. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for this, the 82nd episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I am your host, Mike Falkenstein, here flying solo without my co-host, Ken Watmore, for this episode and episode 83. In these two episodes, I've actually had an opportunity to interview Wayne Peterson, the executive director of the International Day for the Unreached. And I've just now learned about this. Actually, I was going to say organization. It's actually not an organization, but a collection of organizations that have come together to uh, educate, inspire, and motivate believers in North America to take a stand on behalf of those who have yet to hear the good news. So this is a you know, an education, an inspirational uh, entity coming together to, it's really to highlight, right, the uh, the needs of the unreached. And as you've heard on this podcast a number of times, you know, we've talked uh, quite a bit about the 42% of the world's population that are unreached or unengaged. You know, in our ministry at 1-8 Catalyst, we have our list of 205 people groups that are in China that are unreached, meaning they're less than 2% Christian, and then they don't have a Bible in their own language. And that's really our focus with uh, our international focus with our ministry. And so a couple weeks ago, I became aware of this International Day for the Unreached, which is actually a day on the calendar that they put together a 90-minute event to highlight the plight of those that are unreached and unengaged. And boy, I just really support what they're doing. And so I asked their executive director if he could come on and uh, do really a two-part interview. So in part one, which you're going to hear today, uh, Wayne Peterson talks about what is the International Day of the Unreached? kind of what is their purpose. He gives some fantastic uh, statistics about the unreached. I mean, it's incredible. It's some really incredible stuff. And then so towards the end of the interview, I'm actually asking him, all right, what do we do? We got to get on this thing. And so I hope you really enjoy the interview. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast. And I'll come back after the interview for some final comments. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for this, the latest episode of the Made for Missions podcast. And I have a very special guest on uh, the line. Actually, we're going to be able to have two sessions with him. So we have uh, Wayne Peterson, the executive director of International Day for the Unreached. And uh, Wayne, I'm so glad that you're 
with us, and I'm thankful that you uh, that you had the time to join us today. Well, thank you for the privilege, Mike, of being on with you, and I think our hearts beat for the same thing as I become acquainted with your podcast and One Eight Catalyst. Our heart beats for obeying our Lord's command to bring the gospel here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, thank you. So I was just able to uh, watch a live stream event that you guys just did. Uh, was that about a month ago? Is that right? Uh, that's right. It was, uh, well, not quite. It was Pentecost Sunday. It was June 4th. So Oh, June? Just, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh right. so just a couple of weeks ago. Okay, great. Right. So, yep. so I'm curious to know, maybe we could just begin by, um, if you could give everyone a quick overview of the um, International Day of the Unreached. I know it sounds like it's a maybe an organization of its own to kind of give us the structure there, how it all started, and then maybe just a little about you, how you got involved in this with this ministry. Give us kind of the, yeah, the genesis of how all of this started. Well, uh, thanks. This is actually a coalition of like-minded ministries, about a dozen mission organizations that share the passion and the vision to reach those that have never heard. Uh, it's estimated that uh, 70% of the world has uh, is unreached. And by that, we mean they're in a place that's uh, less than 2% Christian. Uh, unreached people groups are in a place where there's no Bible, no missionary, no church. Uh, 95% of the people that live in those uh, territories will never meet a follower of Jesus. So much of the mission work that's been done is the low-hanging fruit, and there are there are places of the world uh, that are resistant to the gospel. It's estimated 90% of unreached people live in places that are resistant to the gospel, in places like uh, Burma and uh, places uh, like in the past uh, where uh, uh, there's been either communism or terrorism or Islam where there's strong resistance uh, to the gospel. And so our aim is to focus on these uh, on the high-hanging fruit, those that are difficult to reach, either politically, geographically, or philosophically. Uh, there are places in the world. Uh, I just attended a, a briefing Monday with Senator, uh, Governor, and now Ambassador uh, Sam Brombeck, who is the ambassador-at-large for uh, the in the State Department, to uh, work on the on religious freedom around the world, mm-hmm. and so th- there's a renewed emphasis on the part of uh, governments and on the part of mission agencies to reach those that have no opportunity to hear the gospel. So, uh, a number of uh, about three years ago, a number of us got our heads together and let's combine our efforts to raise the awareness of the North American Church to uh, number one, Christ's call to bring the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth. And uh, number two, the the cause of the unreached, that unless we are intentional about reaching these unreached people groups, it's not going to happen. So we want to shine the spotlight on uh, the large part of the world that is yet to hear the gospel. Wow, that's great. So is there one of the dozen organizations that oversees International Day of the Unreached, or has it become, it's, have the dozen organizations created this a new separate? organization, or how does that structure work? Well, uh, I was uh, president of Reach Beyond, which is radio and medical ministry around the world, and uh, it began in the minds of our team, but we quickly reached out to other organizations. So 
I think the first year we started with six organizations. This past year we had over a dozen organizations that we share equally in uh, our commitment uh, financially and public relations and on our marketing to try to uh, tell the North American church about the plight of the unreached and about the priority that Christ gave for all Christ's followers to focus on those that have never heard. So we share that. We know the coalition is going to grow even more next year as a number of organizations have found out what we're doing. So we see this as an ever-growing coalition, a loosely structured uh, group of ministries focused on the same thing. Oh, that's great. It's always nice to see when ministries uh, coordinate together like that, right? Does that seem to work out pretty well for you all to, to do it, do it in, in that uh, structure? Well, you know, Mike, I'm reading in the Book of Acts right now in my personal devotional, and find out how uh, the Christians from, uh, it said, every nation under the sun, every nation under heavens, Acts chapter 2, the disciples met together in harmony and in love, and they shared everything, they prayed together, they praised God, they broke bread, and there was a great unity among the believers, and uh, the Lord added daily to those that would be saved. And out of that unity and co- cooperation and collaboration came effective, effectiveness and evangelization. So, mm-hmm. you know, when Jesus prayed that we would be one as his followers, so that we would be united, so that the world would know that God sent Jesus to be the Savior. And there seems mm-hmm. to be a tie between our unity as Christians, as believers, as ministries, and our effectiveness in presenting the gospel to the world, I think they're tied together inextricably. Now, that's exactly right. That's great. So I'm reading here on your website essentially what you've said, that the International Day for the Unreached, right, the purpose is to educate, inspire, and motivate believers in North America. So other than uh, you have this event that you do once a year, sort of the day, International Day for the Unreached, what other types of things are you guys doing to educate, inspire, and motivate believers in North America? Well, uh, we do want it to be more than a once-a-year thing. We picked Pentecost Sunday. The last three Pentecost Sundays have been the day for the unreached. And we uh, supply materials to pastors uh, for their, hopefully they will preach on the unreached on that Sunday. There are uh, PSAs that Christian radio stations are running. There are videos uh, there are Bible study helps, there are prayer guides that Sunday school classes, uh, community Bible study groups can use to uh, focus on the unreached. So we do want it to be a, a year-long, not just an event, but a movement where followers of Christ are encouraged to, number one, become informed, number two, become engaged, number three, begin to pray, number four, begin to share, and number five, many can go. People that are uh, b- between uh, semesters in college, people that have just graduated, maybe seniors that have retired early and now have the experience and the capacity to go to some of these places and serve. So it's a matter of informing, engaging, praying, sharing, and going that, that we hope that will come out of this. We know from the first Pentecost Sunday in the first century, as uh, the believers gathered there and found Christ and experienced uh, Jesus as their Savior, they went back to their countries, to every nation under the heaven, and shared what they had done. So we would like uh, Pentecost Sunday 2019 to be the same thing, that believers, organizations, churches, radio stations would get involved 
would continue to take this message to the whole world and, and to become uh, a growing, uh, constant, year-long awareness of the need to reach out. Mm. Oh, that's great, because it really is a year-long deal, right? Every day we need to know and uh, have that on our on our on the forefront of our minds for sure. Yeah, so. And we and we hope we hope, Mike, that uh, this would become a strategy as well, because I mean, the facts are Christians around the world give about 2% of their income to Christian causes. It's not 10%, it's 2%. And uh, of that 2%, only 7% goes to cross-cultural ministry, world missions. And only 2% of that goes to those that are working with those that have never heard. So maybe about 1% of total Christian giving is going to the unreached people groups of the world, 99% going to those that have already heard. And uh, so we hope that there will be some uh, reprioritization on giving. The other thing is in the area of workers, there are about 400,000 Christian workers around the world. And by and large, 90% go to places already reached. Only 3% of the workers go to the 40% of the world that are unreached. That's one worker for every 250,000 people that are that are unreached people groups. So we hope that we uh, can see mission organizations and churches reprioritize so that in their giving and in their sending, they're focusing on some of these difficult places to reach. Wow. Yeah, I've heard some of those statistics before, and it's always amazing to me (laughs) that so few of the resources needed are actually going to the places actually where they are needed most. And so the question that I think should follow that, Wayne, in your mind, how do we change that, those numbers? How do we get more of those resources, more of those missionaries? Is it just a, is it just an education effort or is there, because, you know, I guess part of it is, um, as I did it with our own ministry, as I talk about the, you know, we have 200 unreached people groups in China that we've, we've made the list from the Joshua Project website and Mm-hmm. So the filters are China, uh, unreached, and no Bible. And as we talk about our ministry, I would say very few of our folks that we talk to really know much about unreached people groups at all. So are you guys of uh, the opinion, is it just an education effort? Do we need more people talking about it? What do you think is the the key reason why those numbers are so skewed? against really reaching the unreached? Well, I think that it's a complex thing, but first of all, I would say in many cases, you know, our pluralistic society, materialistic society, we uh, in the North American church have in many ways lost our passion for this. Uh, Secondly, Mm -hmm. it's very uncomfortable to think about this because we're talking about places where there's radical Islam, there's uh, Hinduism, Buddhism that can be very, uh, very hard to work against as well. There can be persecution. So it's uh, difficult and it can be life-threatening. I think it is a matter of education and awareness. But I think more than that, if you go back to the days of William Carey and Adoniram Judson when the modern missionary mm-hmm. movement began, it begins as God's people, uh, God touches people's hearts with a passion for the unreached, that God would give us uh, a passion for the things that are his passion, and that is uh, those that have never heard. 
clearly in Jesus' ministry, he was all always reaching out beyond the borders of uh, the Hebrews into uh, the lands surrounding Israel to those that have never heard. And that has been, uh, you read through the Old Testament, the same thing, to welcome the foreigner. And uh, the Bible talks about that this message is for all nations of the earth. And so you can't read the Bible without uh, catching this. Jonah was sent to Nineveh, and with great reluctance, <laughs> you know, right. the circumstances, he went, uh, went, uh, went and followed God reluctantly, and he was successful in reaching the people of Nineveh. So uh-huh. I think, now I'm using a lot of words here. I, I don't know if I'm being very concise. But yes, education, awareness, but then a God-planted passion in the hearts of Christians mm-hmm. and in Christian leaders to help us focus on uh, the extreme parts of the world that are most difficult to reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you are right. It is a very, even as I heard you talk, I was thinking, you know, that is a pretty complex uh question because it might even go even further back in terms of our American, North American churches, how much are the, what kind of a passion do, you know, pastors actually have for this? How much are they talking about it? Because generally speaking, you know, the the pastor doesn't have a heart for reaching the unreached. The It won't spring up in churches, uh, you know, in their, in their church. And so, yeah, it is quite complex. Uh, do you guys have any, in that area, do you guys have any specific things you're doing? I think you mentioned something about maybe some bulletins and some inserts and some things that you have for churches. If there were some churches that were, some leaders that were listening, are there some some tools that they could use to educate their congregations about the needs for uh, reaching the unreached? Yes, uh, there's a great website. It's called dayfortheunreached.org. Day for the Unreached, uh, one word, okay. O-R-G. And there you'll find the videos, you'll find the Bible studies, the prayer guides. Uh, there are uh, sermon outlines. There's just a great resource there. It's called the Great Commission Action Guide. And you can order, you can download it, or you can um, order printed copies. But the easiest thing is download. The nice thing about the downloads, then you can share it. You can download it and then email it to dozens of people on your list or in your group. So I would just That's recommend right. they go to the dayfortheunreached.org and download the Great Commission Action Guide. And that will give you, uh, there's a vast amount of resources and materials there, videos, the the, the, the uh, podcast that you uh, mentioned that we used on Pentecost Sunday is there. And each okay. of the members of the coalition had a chance to speak and to talk about the work they're doing uh, on the Day for the Reached, uh, Day for the Unreached website. You can also find specific people groups that you, your church, or your study group can pray for. Mm, that's really great. Yeah, I'm on that site now, so I'll I'll highly recommend it because it sounds like it looks like there's a media center. So there's all the media content and then all the resources, and it looks like it's all very, all very easy to get to. So. So thanks for putting that together. It looks like there's a, is there a blog as well? Are you guys writing some continual content on a uh, on a blog for International Day for the Unreached? Yeah, there's some blogging. There are also some podcasts available there as we've interviewed uh, different um, ministry and mission leaders about this. And uh, Paul Eshelman, for example, 
who was the director of the Jesus Film Project for many years. Uh, Rick Warren has said with more than 2 billion people who haven't had a chance to meet Jesus, it's time for the body of Christ to take a radical stand and say, this has to end in our generation. So there, there are quotes and items like that that anybody that wants to help promote that in their circle, uh, there's all kinds of materials there that uh, you can use depending on who you're talking to. Okay, great. And it looks like there's on the website, there's a big yellow button that says become an advocate. Is there a, is there a, a mailing list? They can, you can get stuff from the uh, dayfortheunreached.org website. What happens when you yeah. become an advocate? Yes, if you sign up as an advocate, you'll begin getting uh, regular emails. And this is not a fundraising thing. I want to be quick to point that out. We raise our funds independently of this because the member organizations are the ones that contribute to this. So we're not after people's funds, but sign it. we're asking for people to advocate for the unreached in their church and their Sunday school class and their Bible study group and their community groups or whatever to become an advocate for the unreached. So that's what it means that you uh, begin to be informed, get engaged, you pray, you share, you talk about it, get others involved. Uh, that, that's what we mean by being an advocate for the unreached. Okay, great. Well, I'll recommend to everyone to uh, to go to do that. In fact, uh, once we're done, Wayne, here uh, with our time, I'll go ahead and uh, sign myself up. So, Wayne, as we end this first of our two uh, conversations with you, are there any final encouragements or any other ways you want to make sure people know that how I, I know they've got the website, but if you've got any other a Twitter account or Facebook, or are there any other way that people can get in touch with you guys? What would be the final words from you on this first of our two um, conversations with yeah, you? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you mentioned Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we do have a Facebook page. Uh, just do a search for day for the unreached. There's also uh, regular things going out on Twitter and social media as well. And so whether you're a Twitter user or a Facebook user, uh, you can begin getting um, almost daily updates from our coalition members that are putting things out there. There's plenty of resources out there available for anybody that has the heart to look into this and needs the fodder, the information to uh, equip them to do a better job for the cause of the unreached. So, uh, please avail yourself to uh, the materials there on Facebook, on our website, or on Twitter. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing, Mike, we do have the resources today to reach the world. With the widespread mm -hmm. use of the Internet, with the use of mobile technology, even the poorest of the poor in Africa have a mobile phone. And we're finding that, yeah, we'll continue to use traditional radio and TV and church planting, but social media has made it possible, physically, technically possible, to reach every person on the face of the earth. We just need to combine our efforts and be strategically smart to use the tools that God has given us today to get the message out to the whole world. Yeah, that's exactly right. I've heard that from a number of others, too, that really we have what it takes. It's just a matter of the determination and really the obedience, right, of what God has, uh, what Jesus has asked us to do to be able to do it. So, so, and I'll have, just as a note for listeners, I'll have all of these links in the description of the podcast. So, uh, Wayne, thanks for joining us on this next session that we'll have. I'm going to uh, be asking you the 
what we call the Made for Missions three questions. And so really looking forward to hearing your responses. Thanks for this time. And yeah, we'll look forward to having you on the next episode. Thanks so much, Mike. Look forward to it. How fantastic to hear from Wayne Peterson with the International Day for the Unreached. And it was interesting, through the course of the interview, we learned that Wayne actually has a little bit of a a radio background, which you can totally tell that this man has been uh, behind the mic for some time. Very smooth speaker. Had a fantastic conversation, as you just heard. So I would just really encourage all of you to go to their website, which is simply dayfortheunreached.org. Learn about their uh, organization. If you go to their front page, their homepage, you can actually, and I'm just looking at it now, you can click the yellow button that says become an advocate, and then you'll get their information. I would highly recommend it. In the second of the two interviews that I did with Wayne Peterson, which you'll hear next week, I asked him our standard made for missions three questions, and uh, which I think is an interview. The second part of the interview is one as he's answering these questions. You're going to really like it. So I really encourage you to come back. For now, I'll sign off by saying thank you so much for joining us. I'm thankful that you've been with us. Uh, if you want to uh, communicate with me, would love to hear from you at on Twitter at Missions Mike. Of course, our website again is 18catalyst.org. The one and the eight are spelled out in word form. So it's 18catalyst.org. Get in touch with my co-host, Ken Watmore. He's at Ken Watmore on Twitter. And boy, we are so thankful that you're with us. May this just be an encouragement for you to find ways to find personal fulfillment in the Great Commission. And we will look forward to having you on the next episode of the Made for Missions podcast.